Salutation Starlights and Ave. Welcome to Babylon Rising, an occult podcast with a focus on sexuality, art, and liberation. I'm so glad to welcome you back to another episode. Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Old rules? Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? You know, I am always excited for episodes that focus on demons or Satanism, etc. There are definitely a couple of episodes in the catalog that match that description. And every time I just have something new to say and I'm really excited to share that with you. Um, If you couldn't tell by the title of this episode, I'm going to be talking about demons uh, just some demon stuff, you know, just demon things. (laughs) I think if you're looking for me to talk about sort of, um, practical demon magic, then that will be in a following episode sometime in the future. But I am excited to present to you an episode sort of about my conceptual thoughts about demons and demonology and I think that you'll find the conversation interesting and where I'd like to start with this conversation is going to be how I came to incorporate demons and demonic forces into my my path and my practice Um, so essentially a number of years now, I had a kind of major spiritual evolution. Man, that sounds incredibly pretentious, but up until that point, like the way that I would describe it to myself in like my journals and such is that my practice was as good at it as it had ever been in that in that period of time. I had learned a lot and I was finally able, I felt like, to integrate what I had learned into a somewhat cohesive practice that was incredibly fruitful. So all the things going on at once were me... Can you hear that knocking around? I'm so sorry about that. (laughs) Anyways, the three major things that were going on at that point in time, a number of years ago, were that I had learned a lot of new things. I was able to properly integrate them into my life and my practice, and I was getting fruitful results, both in the contemplative, sorry, aspects of my practice. Um, The aspects of my practice focused on self-transformation and growing as a person And the aspects of my practice focused on, you know, enhancing my reality in other ways. Um, Lots of great things were happening in my my path at that time, in my magic. And at the time, I worked with Nyx very heavily. um, And I did a lot of meditation and... um, prayer and things like that focused on Nyx and messages of Nyx and 
while I did get a lot of different information that was definitely more so relevant to me at the time than now, one message that has definitely carried forward was that um, this is not that what was going on at that point in time wasn't the final stop on this bus ride. Um, That this moment for me at that time was directing me to something else that would be deeper for me, that would be darker for me. Um, But that wouldn't, it would be even more beneficial to me. Um, And I got a lot of messages like that at that point in time working so heavily with Nyx about pursuing the darkness and learning what it can teach me and learning that that um that goal didn't end with Nyx and that I would have to move on from my relationship with her and that ended up being the case of course at the time I felt kind of confused and slightly rejected um I don't think this is something enough people talk about like feeling rejected from deities oh my gosh I'm so sorry my nose is irritated because I have allergies and I need to take a second wait yeah well I felt rejected. I wasn't actually being rejected. I got a lot of other messages that were very supportive and helpful um, and I guess made it clear that that wasn't um, that one wasn't necessarily the truth but that you know especially after that I've learned along the way that relationships don't end don't become less important and that was definitely the case and so when like months later I decided to pick up um, a copy of the Greater Key of Solomon and then following that the Lesser Key of Solomon and began like a very um, excited dive into Solomonic magic and grimoire stuff and then that further led me to um, different different spiritual practices that involve um, working with darker entities like demons, right? And that was sort of how I've gotten to where I am now with my work with uh, demonic magic. And especially from the Solomonic point of view, I haven't really read other grimoires yet. I've mostly read the... Uh, okay, I just turned around to look for my uh, my copy of the Lamegaton and it's like far away from me so I don't have that um but yeah mostly my focus is on the greater and lesser key of Solomon in terms of where my perspective is really grounded uh but I've definitely over time sort of done my chaos magic thing and like integrated my work with uh the keys of Solomon with other things. Doing other things with what I've learned is important from those works. Um, And all of that is sort of the perfect storm of my practice with the demons, uh, which is very interesting. I think that now, exactly now, I mean, maybe this should have been before, but I'd like to sort of have a little think out loud with you about uh, what I think demons are. 
because we can never be too sure about these things and I definitely feel comfortable not making definitive statements. Um, maybe that makes me a kind of a mind coward. <laughs> I mean, I, d I definitely do make definitive statements, but I try not to when I can avoid it, especially in cases like what is or isn't an entity, even though <laughs> like I secretly have my opinions, but there's just too much room for wondering. Um, it makes me a little uncomfortable, but that's why we're all witches out here, you know? We're trying to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Now, demons. What are demons? I think that, um, from what I understand, there's a sort of, I think, there's a sort of alchemical process that turns a deity, um, or spiritual force, um, like something that might have once been thought to be benefic, into something demonic. I think it's a process that people play a large role in that I do not quite understand. I mean, when you look at the connections the names of some demons have to entities which we could easily not call demons um, through, like, I guess, cultural exchange and through syncretization and such. I think there's something that is happening to, what's a good word for preternatural intelligences? Is that a good word for that? Something is happening to these intelligences that we call deities, of some kind or another that tr transforms them or maybe it's not maybe it's instantaneous maybe every deity has a dark side that we could call its demon um, but that's kind of what I think it is it's this thing happens and it makes demons and that's that's what I think so far you know um, and I think that this demonization and these demons can offer like witches and seekers like so much in incorporating them into your practice if that's like the direction you, you feel yourself maybe moving towards um, because there's so much that demons have to say about people and about how we are. Um, and I think that's also what part of why demons are so scary. I mean, think about all of the beliefs about demons tempting people. De they know your true desires. That's how they tempt you. It's not like, they're gonna go up to somebody who doesn't really care about becoming famous and offering them fame. That's why it's these a lot of stories where demons are sort of the um, the testers. They're testing you. They're checking to see what you're made of. It's always quite hard to resist them. Um, the person resisting them has to have some kind of like iron will and has to overcome 
that desire because the demons aren't just offering you any old thing you might maybe want. Demons know your real desires. They know what's in your soul. And I think that's one aspect of what makes demons scary. I think it's also that like um, a lot of times things that people demonize in general um, are made up of sort of displaced anxieties and insecurities like um, like the demonization of transgender people. People are sort of shifting, you know, larger anxieties about, um, you know, being unable to integrate uh, tr- different truths into consensus reality or their reality in particular and sort of displacing that anxiety onto actual transgender people. It's why, <laughs> I mean... It's a lot of things, right? It's so many things get demonized, and I think demons themselves sort of sort of reflect that. Um, I think that's how a lot of people who might call themselves Satanists, who are also like atheistic, feel like um, that's part of that perspective, and it's part of why reclaiming things that have been demonized can be very, very powerful. Um, because it tends to be something people are very, very afraid of, like um, deviant sexualities, um, deviant gender expressions. Um, racialized individuals are often demonized, you know? I think demons are really scary. I will agree with that. It's not like I think that if you incorporate demons into your spiritual practice that they're not scary and that they're super nice actually. I I think maybe I would have said that at the beginning of my practice or maybe right after the beginning of incorporating demons into my practice, but actually I've had some time to think about it. I've evoked and invoked quite a few spirits that are demons at this point. Um, No expert over here, but I will concur that demons are in fact scary. And I think that that's really interesting to me personally, that I still think demons are scary and I still choose to work with them because I just, I get a lot of benefits out of it. I mean, definitely it is really frustrating and painful sometimes, uh, but I mean, if the benefits outweigh the risks, then why not, right? I will say that definitely I have been given information or tasks by demons that have been particularly painful just because of the fact that in my experience what demons have requested that I do in exchange for whatever has been to do very um, upsetting emotional work that I would really never do if it were up to me. I mean, I recently learned from a demon that I am very afraid of intimacy and that that fear of intimacy is actually a way bigger problem than I ever realized and that my fear of rejection um, is the root of all of that and that 
like I never realized how bad that affected my interpersonal relationships which sounds crazy how is this the kind of thing that I didn't notice all of this time I mean when I'm interacting with people I'm constantly doing sort of like cost benefit analysis of what I should share about myself versus what I should not and yeah sure a lot of that comes down to um having seen what rejection really does to people I've seen it like I'm not talking about you asked somebody to go on a date and they said no or you had a crush on somebody who was your friend and you tried to bring it up and it it didn't even go well went horribly think of like the worst emotional rejection of like somebody who you want to date and like just quad quadruple that I mean I've seen the way that true rejection from people who you thought you could have trusted that you thought you could depend on you could rely on them people who you're taught that their love is unconditional um I know what it does to somebody to have that absolutely almost destroy you to be almost completely obliterated by rejection and what I've seen isn't even as bad as I've experienced because I'm I never let it go to that far I I'm just I'm too resentful and I'm too afraid and even though I'm I'm not I haven't learned to like judge myself for it that's not what I took away but I didn't really realize how much it really did affect people who I was interacting with all the time and how much I kind of didn't want it to these are the kinds of things you can learn when you're working with demons I mean also there's like you know any spirit you work with I mean most spirits you work with you can learn about what their office is um what they have rulership over and um make requests of them and do spell work to change your reality in so many different ways of course everybody knows that demons are no different you can contact demons to help you find a new job or to help you um meet new people or whatever else uh but and i have asked demons for things like that of course but i just feel like that's kind of not um a spiritual power unique to demons even though the way that they may get you the things that you desire may be really different from asking another spirit like when i've done so okay typically when i am having emotional distress i'm gonna call upon mother mary personally and like it's very different for me working with mother mary for emotional healing than it is um when demons push me into positions where I have to do that kind of work I mean I tend to go to mother Mary um when I'm in need of solace you know when something has happened and I've come to some kind of conclusion about myself um on my own terms um but when I'm speaking to demons about anything almost they sort of just put me in positions that are uncomfortable I mean, it's not like the conclusions I've come to about my struggles with intimacy um, are because I made a conscious decision to do that. I was, I had completely different intentions working with this demon. 
and then all and then I got this message about what what I would do in return and I kind of was confused and unhappy because the message was about family and emotional stuff and I kind of put it to the side because I figured you know I'll return to this later and figure out what is required of me at at a later date because I just I can't do this right now um and then all of a sudden I'm in this situation that I feel like before I made contact with this demon I could have definitely avoided and now that's not the case demons put you in in weird positions that are often uncomfortable I feel like I mean sometimes they're not uncomfortable and they're just very very strange but it's interesting nonetheless um I know he did say that my perspective on working with demons is mainly informed by the Lamegaton, and that is definitely the case, but I have incorporated sort of like, um, like payments, uh, or exchanges as a part of that practice, which I don't think is like very explicitly detailed in, not in my copy at least, I don't know. And that's sort of something I picked up from like satanist people maybe i sort of picked that up i liked the idea i mean i think it makes sense to me that there's some kind of exchange between you and a spirit a lot of the times uh it's just something that was easy for me to understand so i incorporated that and uh what i do personally is i pull a tarot card um that's supposed to correspond with the payment so maybe i should try another method for that i've been thinking about that for a while but yeah demons they put you in weird positions they ask weird things of you um but you definitely get good results you know if you want to change if if you're looking for change um invite demons into your life because they will definitely change things um or they'll change you something will change change will happen i mean most change is inevitable but if you just want i mean really weird change change in one of the weirdest ways possible invite spirits into your life it doesn't even have to be a demon just do magic i mean that was me getting a little excited i don't really think everybody should practice magic or that everybody is cut out for it and i feel the same way about demon stuff um demons i think another thing i like in particular about demons as a spiritual force that people can rely on um or uh make requests of is that um for me it's really easy for demons to complicate uh gender stuff i mean this is something that i get from working with demons particularly from my queer non-binary perspective and this is the case honestly for a lot of different deities it's not hard to look into deities of long gone religions and see evidence of sort of what we can look back on and call some kind of queerness um from where we're sitting in like the 21st century don't don't quote me on that from where we're sitting in in the year of our lord 20 20 something and you know look back on these ancient deities that you know their their 
giant cults have died out and now what's left is reconstructionists we can look to these old gods and see what we can call from our perspective queerness that's not hard to find necessarily but i know it's not something a lot of people want to see or know about and for me it's just it's very easy to for demons to um add a complexity to the way that magicians and spiritualists and and occultists and witches the way that we can think about masculinity and femininity um and what that means in terms of like being a spiritual force uh you get a lot of demons who you know there are feminine aspects of them and there are androgynous aspects of them and there are masculine aspects and um it's really interesting and it's something i like to incorporate into my practice because i definitely work with spiritual forces that i wish reflect more aspects of um who i want to be in the world how i want to show up and a lot of the time that's more feminine things because I'm not a very feminine person I've learned from a very early age and you know since I've really started to come into my own queer identity I've realized that I don't I can make room for myself to be feminine uh I can make that work for me I can make my own queer femininity and definitely working with demons is a part of that for me you know so demons they're just really interesting what they say about what they can tell us about ourselves how they can teach us it's very unique it's very distinctive um and it's something i find a lot of um support in i i mean i find it very romantic i'm a very romantic person not um in the sort of relationship sense but in the sense that I can very easily romanticize things so definitely the first time I recorded this episode the first version of it it was um way more romantic and I definitely had to keep reiterating that I definitely find demons scary still but I feel like I don't have to do that as much this episode this time around recording because I just I'm looking at it from a less romantic lens I mean it's not like 1am I get most romantic at like 1 to 3 in the morning you know I think um I will say that the first well I'll save that for another episode I think I'm gonna wrap this up here uh hopefully this was kind of an interesting episode for you I didn't really talk about about the practical um perspective on this matter but that is definitely a conversation I am planning out for a future episode. Uh, until then, that's all for this episode. I do hope you've enjoyed our time together. And if you'd like to get into further contact with me, you can find me on Instagram, usually at instagram.com forward slash Venus always linked in the description. And don't forget if any black people would like a free tarot reading from me, that is where you should contact me. 
Also, don't forget to support the show through iTunes reviews, sharing an episode, or if you can, by giving a few bucks to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Babylon Rising, also always linked in the episode description. Until next time, Ave Babylon. <laughs>